to another episode of ASX Market Goss. For no more than 30 minutes, we dig a little deeper with ASX listed small cap companies, their focus, the future, the highs and lows, and what's next. A part of the conversation is to get to know our guests at a personal level, their experiences, mentors, slips and slides, even down to their copy of choice and life away from the share price and investment decision making. Our next guest is Catherine Cutler, Kelly Resources Chief Executive Officer, ASX Code KLI. Kath, appreciate you coming in. Thanks for having me, Tim. Tell us a bit about Killy Resources. What are you looking for? Well, we're a company that just listed on the stock exchange last year in February 2022. Uh, We have projects in Australia, WA and Queensland based, and we're looking for gold, rare earths and copper. Um, So we're sort of covering a few markets there, um, and we're hoping to find uh, a discovery in the next 12 months. So would it be too soon to ask whether you're winning? (laughs) Uh, Look, I don't know. We, We are winning. We are Since the float, we were able to get on two of our assets and start our exploration programs, um, which was really exciting. We completed airborne surveys. We got on the ground and did our heritage surveys. Uh, We did drilling on two projects. Um, So, yeah, look, we're kicking a lot of goals. So where does Killy start? How does it start? And, yeah, is it good to be at the very start? (laughs) Absolutely it is. Um, We put the management team together first. a group of us have all worked together previously in uh, Cassini Resources, which had the Nebo Babel project, which now sits in Oz Minerals. So we formed the management team and then we went about looking for projects. We found a couple of public unlisted entities, um, which had four belt scale great projects within, um, within well endowed mineral systems. So we put the two together and then and then we floated that in Feb. Um, so being from the beginning is absolutely ideal. Whereabouts are you in, uh, you talk about Queensland, tell mm-hmm. us exactly where and, and, uh, and, and in Western Australia, where are those spaces? So in Queensland we have the Ravenswood North project. It's a gold copper project. It's just 60 k's inland from Townsville. Um, that's the project that we were able to get onto this year, uh, which is really exciting. We created some geochem targets, we did some drilling, um, which is fantastic. The other asset we have is down inland from Bundaberg, um, only 60k is also inland, and that is again a gold copper project, fully in exploration, no resources currently, just blue sky upside. In uh, WA, we have the West Tanami project, and as that would suggest, it's in the Tanami region, but in the West Australian side of the border. There we're looking for gold, large-scale sediment-hosted um, gold systems um, and rare earths, hydrothermal rare earth systems. Um, and then we also have one other project in the Pilbara, which is a sediment-hosted, prospective sediment-hosted copper system is what we're looking for over there. How hard or easy is it to keep across all of those, especially when you're starting out? So it's all very, you're all a bit gung-ho, we're in, we're going to do this, and we've got all big expectations. I'd be interested to know about how hard it is to manage all of those. Yeah, it is. I mean, for geos, we're always excited about all the targets we can generate and getting out on the ground and testing them. So it is slightly difficult to prioritise which ones we think are the best over the others. Um when we floated, two of the assets were already granted, so we had access and we could get on the ground and start working. The other two were in application, so they've only just been granted mid last year. So that's kind of meant that we prioritised the other two assets first. Um, 
the project in Ravenswood North has been going really well, so that's that's easy. That's you just keep following up those exploration hits and with the surface stuff that we were able to generate, and then we were able to get the drill rigs out in the ground. It is hard to manage and prioritise different assets, but you know if something's delivering, then you just keep going with that. I was fortunate enough to be uh, one of the originals at Nova Radio. I was also joined Channel 10 six months after they started here in Western Australia. So I know that startup space area that you're working in. I want to take you back to when you all worked together before mm-hmm. and then you're sitting around. When's that watershed moment? Is it Friday night at the Subi Hotel and you go, hey, we've got a good idea. Let's go up and do our own. <laughs> How does that start? Uh, well, not too dissimilar from that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was approached by uh, Greg Miles, who's our um, non-exec director, and Richard Bevan, who's the chairman, um, all the guys from Cassini. And I think it was a afternoon drink at Black Tom's, actually, where, <laughs> where it was put together and we said, let's, let's do it. Like, what's it like to be headhunted like that? Oh, flattering? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's great that they um, had such support for me um, to do this, that they wanted to work with me and uh, for me to run it. So, yeah, it's been fantastic, actually. And are you comfortable in the role, of course, as Chief Executive Officer? Yeah, I am. It was um, the natural progression um, from where I was for the last sort of seven years. I've been the exploration manager for two ASX-listed gold companies, juniors and so it was a natural step up for me next was to be the CEO um, and it's something I've always wanted since I was 18 years old. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Well, tell us a bit about that. So let's talk about growing up and going through school. What did you want to be and what did you, and clearly I know where you've ended up and you're still going, you're still young enough to, to of course go off into a different world I'm sure eventually, you never know, but what, growing up what did you want to do? It's a good question. I don't really know. I never really had a strong focus. Um, I like being outdoorsy. I like running around, exercising. Um, I like science. Uh, I was good at biology, but I was not a straight-A student. I got 12% for my biology exam. <laughs> Finished in 1982. 12%. Yeah. I didn't have to rip my name and my margins. <laughs> Put the date. <laughs> the date. I think I spelt my name wrong. <laughs> Mr. Bazzilli, he did. I don't think he was a big fan of me. Mr. Bazzilli, bless his cotton salt. Uh, so biology was your thing. Yeah, I like biology. So I did actually go to university. I enrolled initially in biochemistry and nutrition. And so I started that degree at Curtin. Um, and, you know, that was the starting block for study. But I didn't really have a passion for that. And that role was going to lead into a laboratory or into a hospital and that really probably wasn't my fo- going to be my forte. Um, so I did walk past the WA School of Mines department <laughs> at Curtin and went in, saw all the rocks in the foyer and just thought, yep, this is where I'm meant to be. Um, did I see a post and I must admit I did sort of troll a bit of social media just to find out a bit about you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're really active on Facebook or whether you've got a second account, but you were down at Hamlin Pool and there was a post, I think it was your profile, yeah. and you talked about and you said, and I could see the blue sky and the beautiful water. 
Yeah. But you said it was, oh, stromomolites or stromomolites. <laughs> stromatolites. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Like, so, know, like that's what grabbed your attention. It yeah. Was sitting, well, actually, I don't think you were sitting in the photo. No. I think no. you just had taken a photo. It's just, just a photo. From, yeah. Um, I would. I would look at the water and the blue sky. Yeah, no. But rocks was your thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, those, I mean, those rocks are really interesting, right? Are they? Yeah, they are. They're the reason that we have oxygen in the atmosphere. So okay. they are the reason we have life on Earth. So they're extremely important. Hamlin Pool. Well, it was that Hamlin was up in, um, oh. it might have been actually up at Shark Bay, but there's two sets of them. Okay. One down here near near Perth and then one up near Shark Bay. Right, well, I'll, I'll, I'll go back and check. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're still using your social media? <laughs> Not really. I don't have time for that. Um, okay, so let's get to the time. Let's say, what do you do when, you, what's the first thing you do when you wake up and you have to go into your chief executive role for Kelly Resources, what's the first thing you do? In the morning, well, I check the news and the markets. That's uh, straight off the bat. See what announcements have come out uh, from everyone in the mining industry. See what everyone's putting out. Any new discoveries, uh, just check gold price, uh, all other market um, commodity prices. Um, Then I'm at work pretty early. I like to get in before everyone else and start with, uh, I don't know, what I need to check off for the day. How many people in the office? Uh, there's only a few of us, but I'm um, bunking in. We've got three people, um, permanent staff, myself included. We're a real small junior <laughs> running lean, um, but we share an office with another junior explorer too, um, Caspin Resources. Coffee of choice? Long Mac. How many yep. times a day? Twice, at <laughs> least. Anything after midday? Uh, sometimes, yeah, depending yeah. on what in, what we've got on, yeah. Um, what's your asset as a as a CEO? What's your asset, do you think? What's what's your greatest strength? Uh, I think I think I can hold hold together a team really well. Um, that's something I really in, enjoy. I got to get a lot of um, enjoyment out of. Um, and getting the best out of the geologists as well. I really love seeing them develop. I think it's very important and mentoring is, is really like it's something that I think is very important and to follow through with. Um, I think also I can sell a story and try and explain to people that aren't geologists like what the real point of what we're doing is and where we're going. Um, and I find that generally quite easy to do one-on-one with people. Okay, so you're doing it with me now. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we've got a few people eavesdropping on the podcast, <laughs> let me tell you. But, okay, sell Kelly Resources to me as a possible investor. Right. So we're a junior explorer. We've, we raised $6 million last year over these four belt-scale projects. So for people that don't understand minerals too much at, at the moment and looking to get in, this is a good opportunity or a different time in which you can get into a junior stock. If you get in at the beginning when the stock price is low and they have a low uh, or a moderate amount of shares on issue, if there is a discovery in a junior explorer, that's where the opportunity lays because the price, everyone's going to want that stock. So we only have 52 million shares on issue. We're currently sitting around 12 cents. We floated at 20. We're down at 12 Probably because we were 
originally gold focused when we floated and the gold prices and gold markets not as buoyant as it has been. But we are leveraged to other battery commodity minerals as well, which is copper and the rare earths. So all it takes is one drill hole for an exploration company to have major success. We've seen a lot of that in the last 24 months with people making discoveries in WA um, and um, worldwide, really, in Canada and Africa, which is fantastic. And that's because the market's been so buoyant, all this money's come in. For Killy, we're one of those junior stocks. There's nothing but upside. I don't have a resource that I'm chasing. I don't have a mining operation or a plant that we're trying to, you know, find mill feed for. I have low overheads. So all the money that we've got, we're just sticking in the ground. Um, So the opportunity there is good for people that can accept a little bit of a risky stock. Well, we all like risk. <laughs> KLI is the ASX Co. Catherine uh, Kath Cutler is Kelly Resources Chief Executive Officer. Where did the name Kelly come from? That's a, that's a good question. Thank um, you. Thank you. <laughs> I've got one or two good ones in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Kelly is named after there's a f- geological formation up in the Tanami. So the main focus of the company when we floated was the Tanami project, and there's the Killikili Formation, which is a, and the Killikili Hills, which sits up. It's actually an Aboriginal word um, and it is to do with men's business. So I can't talk about it, but um, that's that's where it originally came from. And the logo for the company as well is meant to represent the Killikili Hills and then the potential ore body underneath. So you learn something every day. <laughs> I like that. And you are a very good storyteller. You can pitch very, very well. Um, so let's talk about your role um, and as, as Chief Executive Officer. And often I've, when I've had people in here talking on the podcast and chatting away, I said, do you like to get your hands dirty? Do you like to put the boots on? Do you like to you know, wear a hat, put the sunscreen on where the sun is and get out there? You're pretty diverse. You're everywhere. You know, mm-hmm. you're everywhere, you know, far in Queensland and, of course, in WA, Pilbara, wherever you all are. Um, do you still like to get out there and how often do you get out? I absolutely do. Generally have to be called back into the office. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I love being in the field, out in the sunshine, looking at rocks. Like that is just, you know, what I was born to do, I think. Um, last year, because of the market and the way that it was with, Everyone was super busy. I was out in the tools for a lot of the year. Um, I managed to spend nearly eight weeks in the Tanami, um, which was really fantastic. We're out in swags with drill rigs and, you know, it was real exploration. Um, I also managed to get over to our Mount Rawdon project in Queensland, which was really fantastic. I've never worked in Queensland before, and that was just going about looking at the terrain and meeting all our stakeholders and landholders, which was also fantastic as well. Yeah. Yeah. And is that where you're more, most comfortable? I mean, you, you know, you intelligent woman who's in charge of a, a, a company like this, but do you, are you at your happy place when you're out there in the dirt? Oh, absolutely. I mean, nothing beats finding something. Like, absolutely nothing beats that feeling. Um, but I do... I do like coming and trying to explain things to people too, like what we're doing and explain to the shareholders where their money's going. I really like explaining, you know, this is what we've done so far. This is, you gave us this, that gave us the opportunity to do the next step. This is where we're at now and this is what we're going to do next. Let's talk future. Let's talk, uh, do you have a one-year plan, a two-year plan, a five-year plan, the longer plan? What's the end game? 
For Killy or for me? Uh, let's go Killy first and then I'll ask you. <laughs> well, for Killy, yes. Um, we have the focus, we've been having a lot of success in Queensland. So the plan is to definitely continue growing that project in Ravenswood North. Um, the results we've got there seem to be just continuing continuing to deliver, um, which is really exciting. And I want to get out onto that Mount Rawdon West project as well, the copper gold one, because that is a historically really rich copper gold system. Back at the turn of the last century, actually used to be an area, Mount Perry, where it was the banking or financial sector. It's where people went to get money because that's it was the richest place in Queensland, which is really I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, um, cool. So the tenement there uh, is about 300 square k's and um, of really prospective ground. So the plan is to get out there this year as well. Um, Tanami, we will also go out to at some stage. Um, but at the moment, you've probably heard there's the floods up north, mm, which did yeah. cut off the Fitzroy Crossing Bridge. How do you go with those type of phone calls and those elements that come into the business? You are very much at the beck and call of, of the elements, are you not? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it takes a lot of logistics planning um, to be operating in those really remote areas like Tanami. Mm. It took us three months to plan everything that we we're going to do out there and everything we needed uh, and, and acquire all the gear, which was not a small amount. Mm. Um, and you need the right people as well. So it's not – you can't just um, – you can't just put anybody out there. It's a different frame of mind um, operating in those really remote areas in Can the desert. Can you explain to us what, the, what those people are? What, 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 what do they, what's their makeup? What do they have to be like? Uh, they have to be willing to adapt. They have to go with the flow. Um, when you're that far out in the bush, things do go wrong and, you know, it might not be a big deal and, you know, might not, you know, no one's hurt or anything like that. Just things change and you have to be able to adapt happily without getting yourself flustered um, because it does sometimes require a lot of time and energy to, to make those changes. Patience, resilience. Yeah, absolutely. How do you go about sourcing those people? Because the world is changing. It and is. we aren't as patient as we used to be. We want our no. news now. We want yeah. to get the front of the queue for everything. Yeah, that is so true. So the other thing is that there's no reception out there, of course. So you know, they could drive for six hours and not get reception um, and there's no fuel <laughs> or so water. How do you know how they're going up there? Uh, we have satellite phones sure. um, so, and we have spot systems. There's lots of security systems that operate via satellite nowadays. So um, they're perfectly safe and sound and we always know where they are. They're permanently tracked. Um, but it is, you're operating very you know, singularly. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it is They have a lot of each other too, don't they? They do. They need to be able to be amenable and uh, How many get along. How many uh, when we were operating this year, we managed to um, focus in on two months where we solidly had everyone out in the field so we could combine all our resources, being fuel and water and all of that. Um, we had three staff for us, uh, contractors and permanent geos, and... We had two drill rigs operating. We had a diamond rig operating with a crew of seven and a RC Air Corps uh, rig with a crew of, I think it was about six of them there. So there was a reasonable size group as well as we had a, um, 
airborne MAGRAD survey going on. So we had some pilot, we had three pilots as well. There. Wow. We did a really large MAGRAD survey, 1,000 square Ks. So we had three pilots <laughs> with us as well. So it was, it was pretty hectic. Yeah, and, you're only, and you're only a little fella. You're only little so far. You're only a junior. We are. Yeah, well, yeah. it's exciting. It's like you're, you're, you're sort of not um, um, cutting anything to, to get to the top. Uh, we're talking to Kath Cutler, Kelly Resources Chief Executive Officer, and the ASX code is KLI. I'm sure people have already written it down. So what was that overall five-year plan, the, the end game for, for Kelly? It's to make a major discovery. Um, that's all we're about. That's all I'm about. I'm about generating value for our shareholders and finding something of significance to add into the mining sector. That's it, full stop. What about the Kath Cutler five-year plan? <laughs> I don't have one. I put the company first. It's uh, Yeah, careers always come first for me, so... That's what I'm doing. Yeah, uh, and you seem positive, and you seem I mean, incredibly knowledgeable. Everyone who sits in this room has been incredibly knowledgeable. And I've learned so much, and that's the idea of the podcast. We want to get to know the people who are making the decisions and the possible investors. Um, are you in a good space with what you're doing, and are you 100% confident that you're in the right area at the right time? Um, and got good people around you? Absolutely, absolutely. We've In the last 12 months, we've not only got the projects to a level in which what we need in order to make a discovery, we've, we've generated all our geophysical layers, our geochemistry layers. We've got some brilliant targets to follow up this year in the next 12 months. We've got the team, we've built the team, we've put the company together because we had to start from scratch last year. So everything's now all organised and ready to, for us to really fly this year. What's the last little bit? What's the last little? Where's the tweak coming? <laughs> tweak? Are you always tweaking? Tweaking? Yeah, sure. you're just trying to find that little one little element, that little one percenter. I think I think we're nearly there. Yeah, okay. we are. We've really done some amazing work this year in the field. And it's starting to really produce some fruit. So, you know, we'll see what happens in the next 12 months. Well, I can't wait. I appreciate your time today on the ASX Market Goss podcast. Thank you for coming in. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. I absolutely have. Thanks, Tim. We hope you enjoyed our chat. Make sure you tune in for our next edition when I'll be providing you with another rare insight into an executive leading one of the companies you might be invested in to get the goss on what makes them tick and why they do what they do. ASX Market Goss is available on a number of platforms, not just the one you're using right now. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok and rss.com. Like us, leave a comment, rate us, give us your feedback. The content of this podcast is intended to be general in nature and is not personal financial product advice. It does not address the circumstances of any individual or entity. You should not construe any of this information or other part of the material as legal, tax, investment, financial or other professional advice. ASX Market Goss and its employees are not financial advisors. You should consider seeking independent legal, financial, taxation or other advice to check how any information relates to your unique circumstances. Nothing contained in this podcast constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement or offer by ASX Market Goss or any third party to buy or sell any securities or other financial instruments in this or any other jurisdiction in which such solicitation or offer would be unlawful under the securities laws of such jurisdiction.